You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick. Get to the flames, idiots. Yeah. Hockey, hockey. Puck, puck, puck. Words hurt sometimes. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. George is getting upset. Where has that little sexy minx been? (laughs) And Maddie Rose. (laughs) Ho, ho, friends. Welcome aboard. Someone with my complexion. Yeah. And I got some local notes for you as well. You got some local what? I can do it in like three tugs. You sure about that? We don't do that here. (laughs) That's Toronto radio. This is Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, hi there. It's Thursday. The big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. In what is the final day of August, in the year of our Lord, 2023. <sighs> Summer's almost done, Matty. It's. You can say that every day. It's getting sad. I'm sad. Get over it. Who cares? Hockey's back. Football's back. Yeah. Get over it. All right. Time to come home. We miss you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there soon. Soon. It's over, man. Sports is done. Jays are, you know, doing their thing, fighting o- as best they can. October is awesome for sports. It is. this. Yeah, it's probably the best year. Best I'm month, you mean? October is a month, but sure. I agree with you. I th- I'm gonna. People say April's the best. I said time. I like year. April. April's good. You got the Masters, Stanley Cup playoffs. Like April's good. Basketball playoffs, but there's just something about October. Baseball playoffs, hockey's back, NFL's full swing. October's good. Like the best part of the baseball season is definitely the playoffs. So oh, yeah. there's that. Hmm. It's definitely the least intriguing regular season of all to me, personally. That or the okay. NBA. But, yeah. It's good. I like October. We get hockey. We get football. Yep. We get Halloween. So we all get to dress up. Yep. Looking forward to that. Sure. So you know the Barbie and Ken costumes this year. It's true. It's going to be pretty sweet. Are you going to go as Oppenheimer? No. Okay. I haven't seen Oppenheimer. I might go as Jason Statham from the Meg 2, The Trench. <laughs> you just love that movie. It's so good. I saw the original, and I don't know why I did. Like, I like recently? No. I saw it in the theaters when it came yeah, out. Yeah, as you should. And still should go see the second one. It's D-Box, the only way. Sheiks. Hey, bro, it's the only way you can experience the Meg. You got to see it in theaters. Blow your mind, bro. <laughs> It's so good, George. It's so terribly should... bad that it's good. You know what? When I when I come back, we should do like a, a bro segment. Like we do interview somebody and like like a bro. Like we're like California surf boys. Yeah, it's like bro, bro. Like what's going on with this Keith extension, bro? bro. Like one in five in the playoffs, bro. <laughs> bro, like, what, like what's Tree doing, bro? bro? Like did he like lose his mind, bro? Bro, I don't even know, man. Like it's so <laughs> crazy. Do the entire Rose report like that. <laughs> Yeah. That- Welcome inside, dudes. Oh, dude. The Rose Report. Friends, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Welcome inside, man. Bro. 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 <laughs> bro. Jay's won last night. Big win, bro. Bro. Huge dub. Chris Bassett. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> Dubs only. Openly oh, dub. Yeah. <laughs> Be good. Um. How about the locomotive, bro? Choo choo. Alejandro Kirk, let's go. Man, man, we got a lot of stuff to do. All right, I'm stopping the bit. That's no, fine. I'm just saying we should. I don't know. You know who we could do that with? Like Frank Cervalli would be down with that. <laughs> hey Frank, this is what we're gonna do today. You're gonna talk about some serious hockey stuff, but, bro. but we're gonna be we're gonna talk like bros to you the whole interview. <laughs> Bro, there's no way. Speaking of which, uh, in the one-year anniversary, uh, we got to put in Bizarro Big Show in the one-year anniversary. Oh, yes. That was a lot Uh, of fun. GVP, write it down on the whiteboard, please. (laughs) All right. Doing it right now. You know, I'm going to tell you a secret. Clips from Bizarro Big Show. 
I don't think I've ever seen Garrett get up and walk to the whiteboard. Oh, Shan's doing it for the very first time I've ever okay, seen. Okay, write it on the whiteboard. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell him, Matty. No, I just what like... don't know. No, There's well, stuff on the whiteboard. I like the fact that we know that you never get up to do it, even though you say it with such confidence. Well, yeah. That's okay. my favorite part. Write it write on the down, and then I do it after the show. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the whiteboard, I, Stop dude. your, stop your bro, George impersonation. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Bro, just write it, write it down on the whiteboard, bro. Bro, it's on the whiteboard. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Um, man, you're giving me such a hard time. It's on the whiteboard. It's just when we we had uh, Alex interview Frank Cervalli. Yeah, that's and, like, fun. Alex didn't even bother to listen to what Frank was saying. He just had questions holstered. Yeah. It's like bang, 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 bang. Yeah. It's a good I- interview. You could tell because. After every answer, you would just be like, awesome, awesome, and then just like read his next question. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Clips from Bizarro Big Show, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're pumping up the one-year anniversary show, and it's like, it's going to be a lot of work for us. I'm looking... <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do for it? You're an idea guy. All you have to do is say it. It's true. And get it on the whiteboard and then hope it gets done. And then, like, I'm an ideas guy and then I get, like, slightly disappointed with how everything's executed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I don't do it the way I want it or the, do yeah. it myself, I get upset. Exactly. That's pretty much how, that's pretty much how it is. Not only on this show, but on the radio station in general, to be honest with you. Hey, I got oh. this idea. Well, uh, we can't do it this way, or the sponsor oh. has to do this. It's like, oh, my God. Just tell me yes. It's not that hard. Figure it out. I know. It's not that hard. Speaking of which, are we going to Edmonton? What's the story here for know. the outdoor you're, game? You're the one headmanning that. Am I? You More than I am. I got to hear from our boss for going. I'll put it on the whiteboard. Yeah, do that. Please. <laughs> At, so neither of us Edmonton outdoor game? <laughs> Question mark, bro? <laughs> Question mark, bro? Yeah. Because this is what I want us to do. I want us to drive up to Edmonton because I want to see the sights. Mm-hmm. I want to see the scenery. You want to see the big pen? Yeah. It's just like when I was a kid driving with my parents on a road trip. There was no tablet. Yeah. There was no phone. Yeah. You know what you had? The I window. spy. The window. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what you had. Yeah. You looked out the window. Yeah. That's what I want to do on the way to Edmonton. Oh. I want to look out the window. Mm. Actually, that's always one that's always been one of my dreams what do you in mean? life. Was go on a really long road trip but have a bucket of KFC in my lap <laughs> and just throw the bones out the window. <laughs> I'm a simple man, Matty Rose. <laughs> Hey, could you imagine just what riding shotgun? Yeah, let's see, like, you know, GVP's driving the old Sportsnet 960, man. Matty Rose is in the back, and I got a bucket of KFC in my lap just eating it on the way to Edmonton. <laughs> just throwing the bones out the window? That's living. What? That's living. What is this? Why is that living? Not... Why KFC? Is that a thing that people do? KFC on a road trip? Big I'm just bucket telling of chicken? you one of the things I want to do. Go on a long road trip. Yeah. Road trip. <laughs> A lot of stops if you're eating a yeah. bucket of chicken. Are you, well, turn that three-hour drive into like are, five and a half. Yeah. Stop. Quick. Stop. Stop right here. Stop oh, right here. We got to stop right here. <laughs> stop it. No. Why did you don't have to make this? We know what we're talking about. You don't have to make. Stop right here. Right here. Right now. You know what the worst thing about that is too. Um, <laughs> you have to be more do... specific on what that means. Okay, well, when you really have to go. Oh, yeah. And then, like, you're always writing checks with your own body. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man, just just give me give me another five minutes before I get home, please, <laughs> please. Come, come on. on. And then and then sometimes you have that single bead of sweat come mm-hmm. down your forehead. You and I always tell myself, I'm like, I gotta do more crunches. My abs aren't strong enough. You're like, come on, man, come on, please, please, just five Hold more on. minutes. I'm almost home. And then and then the closer you get to home, it's like your body senses it. Oh yeah. My and then, problem- like, the urgency becomes even more, and you're like, "What? How does it know?" I don't know about you, but the absolute worst place is the elevator. 
Like, because okay. once I get in the elevator, it means I am that close, and my body is like, oh, and then like you're just hoping it. nobody's in there. Oh with yeah, you? yeah, because there's no. Hopefully, there's nobody in there. I'm doing a little prance. I'm dancing around, doing yeah. pacing back and forth like some sort of psycho. True. Yeah, you're like, oh please, God, no. Yeah, I'm. I'm just like making conversation with them so that I'm trying to change, take but anything off my mind. I'm like, hey, yeah. how about that weather? It's pretty weather out there. Hey, how are you today? Anyways, help me. I'm afraid. And meanwhile, you're like, oh God, please. Oh my gosh. So anyway, um, yeah, that's the dream. See the sights of Edmonton. So this is what I need a barrel of chicken. This is what I'm thinking. Like, I, well, I've been in conversation. This, this this isn't like top secret. I don't know if this is going to happen. We might do a show from there. I don't know. Probably, I would. I would lean on no. See the the the, the one prevailing, <laughs> the one answer I've I've received a lot is just no's. So <laughs> when asked a question about something, or hey, I got this idea. No. no. Okay. Okay. All right. Right. Great. On. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll just stop with the ideas. Shut your mouth. Oh, volume shooter. One's got to land. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, Get your shots up. GVP. That's you. People should. That should be a mantra. Everybody should live by. Shooters got to shoot. Exactly. Get your shots yeah. up. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky says you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. Uh, it's totally true. So did Michael Scott. Um. Yes. So. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Like, cause I would like us to go to Edmonton for the game. Yes. And we just me and you and I don't know if GVP's coming. I don't know if he's allowed to come. He but, left behind on all those shows. Yeah. No. He's got to produce the show from back home. Yeah. So, so you'd have you, to be left you behind. get left behind. Yeah. So it would be it would be me, Maddie, and international man of mystery Patrick Dumas. Mm-hmm. We would go up to Edmonton. Apparently, I'm if, seeing if him. Patty's free that weekend. I don't know if he is. I I must. I'm hoping he is. I assume that he will be. So the three of us would go up like on the Saturday, and then I think we would we would just randomly ask listeners if they're going up there so we can hook up with them and party Saturday night in Edmonton. <laughs> Essentially, that will be the entire goal. Yeah. Let's yeah. meet up with some fans, Yeah, try and tear the town apart, and then do a hungover show and watch the game. Yeah. Like, uh, are are you going to the game? Like, do you have a bus planned? Like, because Maddie and I wouldn't mind jumping. On yeah, the bus. we can just go on the bus with you guys. Yeah, you want you want us to entertain like a couple of clowns that we are. That's fine. Oh yeah, I can dance go for up, us, monkey. Do a little like juggle. we can do that. I can do like a tight five, little stand up set for you. That would be great. But it would be really good. Trust me. Yeah, it's, it's been like, in we, the we works. Can, we can field questions from the bus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We can do a little yeah. question a, a little Q and A, a little hot stove, <laughs> a little Q and A. Yeah. Have little cue cards ready in case. Yeah. Maybe bring the whiteboard with us in case somebody has a question. Yeah. Well, we can bring one of those like hockey whiteboards they use for coaches. If anyone asks yes. us about how the Flames play, we could drop a couple because, of their, couple of their see, standard plays. This thing's coming up soon. Yeah. Like, like a less than a month. two months away. Oh, yeah. Uh, September's less next. Less than two months. September's next. So, yeah, it's two months. Yes, correct. Um, that's what I just want to know. Like, are we going? Are we going to be there? Because I feel like we should be there. I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah. But I also don't want to pay for this out of my own pocket at all. So I'm not going yeah. if it's going to cost me a dime. I see. Because I don't want to do that. Because mm-hmm. I would rather spend my money going somewhere else to watch the Flames. Yeah. It'd be very cool, heritage game and all that jazz. Yep. If I gotta spend money for it, no, your boy'd rather you. your boy'd rather try and fund a trip to Vegas and go watch him at T-Mobile. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh-huh. Uh, if you and I and uh, international man of mystery Patrick Dumal go to this game, mm-hmm. there's no way in he double hockey sticks that I am sitting outside. I'm definitely sitting outside <laughs> in some sort of media coverage, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, like what? Here's the thing: your boy didn't take the Alberta winter too well. He he was cold, so. I it could be beautiful that night in Edmonton, mm-hmm. or it could be cold as a mother. It's probably still going to be fall, so hopefully it's not going to be too cold. Like, yeah, I think the last Heritage Classic was sometime like, in December, and that's why it was yeah. so freezing. I've never been to Commonwealth. I'm assuming it's breezy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, like when I went up there for the Great Cup. I was in the auxiliary press room, which was just a TV in a different facility that you could watch the game to, and then they shuttled you down to do media. And I said, "This isn't going to work." So for the first half of the game, I just started flashing my media pass and found a seat in the bowl and watched it from there. It's a yep. fine spot to watch a game. 
a football okay. game, you know, it's going to be good well, for I know there's a way too. to stay warm. What? Is get completely in the bag while we're watching the game. <laughs> there's that. Just get completely piled. Yeah, we, we got, hey, Matt, we got to sit outside? Well, I guess I'm ordering four tall boys right now. All right. Where'd the whiskey get to? Yeah. So I got to really figure out what's going on with that. Yeah, sounds like you have to make a call to the boss, and definitely not me. Well, I've I've, I've been in conversations with said boss about this. Hi, said, boy. I'll get back to you. I'll get back. Is that how he sounds? Yeah, I'll get back to you about this. So I want, you know, I, I want to know what's going on because if you're going, are you going to the outdoor game? Nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Let me know. Matt and I would love to come out Saturday night, have a couple drinks. Do a little get after a little bit. Yeah, definitely, no problem. So th- this would be this would be the plan, Maddie. We go out Saturday night, get after a little bit, <laughs> then we watch some football before we go to the actual game on Sunday. Yeah, hundred percent. That'd be awesome. Do you know what I had uh, this morning? I had an oh no moment as I was getting into the shower. Okay. I thought that this I story had... is getting too sexy for no it's six just, sixteen in it's the just morning. Where I do, continue. It's do where I do my best thinking for a multitude of reasons that we don't have yeah. to get into. But um, one of the things I was thinking about is I might have totally botched my first Sunday of NFL football by booking golf this weekend, and then I realized this is that weird week where we don't actually have action. There's no preseason or anything. It's next weekend that I have to be wary of. So yeah. just be careful, guys, because. Lo and behold, you're going to be making plans on week one NFL Sunday without even thinking that you've done it. So I just wanted to offer a little bit of a PSA there. Uh, uh, yeah, again, like, please, like, if you if you want to have NFL Sunday off, just you should probably plan something for this Labor Day long weekend Sunday off. So then you, you lay the groundwork down for your next Sunday of week one, watching your fantasy, watching all your football. Mm-hmm. You just watch that thing the whole time. Our man Wayne in Edmonton, who won the uh, who won the contest earlier this week, um, I think he, I think he's a he's a he's a fresh listener over from Edmonton. Uh, it's never beautiful in Edmonton, Wayne in Edmonton. Thanks, Wayne. <laughs> I'm sure there's a nice day or two there. <laughs> um, I guess so. That's why I want to know: Are people going? Like, is there a bus? Like, like I. Like, I feel like this is, I feel like there's no, like, I need a little bit of urgency about, hey, this game's two months away, not even two months away. It's a big deal. Battle of Alberta outside Heritage Classic. Let's go. Going to be fun. And I, I'm not huge into the outdoor games. Like, I, but this is something we need to be at. Yeah. Over the last few years, I have very little care for outdoor games. Um, just because yeah, this is a very Alberta thing. Yeah. Very, they're, very They're not Alberta. very interesting to everybody that's not really watching you know so yeah teams that aren't involved because they have so many nowadays it really feels like something that is for individual markets more than the nhl as a whole so i totally yeah. agree like go into a game like with the team we cover yeah we should probably be there but at the same yeah. time like these tickets are not cheap too like i'm on Ticketmaster right now looking at some tickets there's verified resale, obviously, so they're like not cheap. But even normal tickets, like it's three hundred and thirty-one dollars to sit in like the very upper bowl. Are you kidding at, me? At the blue line. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. The minimum price it's for that a, expensive. The minimum price for a ticket right now is two hundred and one dollars on Ticketmaster. And these are like there are like back row in the bleeds tickets. Minimum of two hundred one dollars. That's insane. Do there you are a lot of your ass off in Edmonton. There are a lot of tickets gone. I will say that. All right, but yeah, your boy. Do when when do we do? Like I usually get emails from the NHL. It's like, hey, do you want to go to the All Star game or do you need media accreditation for this? And I'm always like, no, I, there's no way I could ever get there. I don't know if we. I assume it's going to be soon. We got to get accredited for this and everything. I don't know. This is way above my pay grade. Uh, I know. I always get the email from a man, Joey Vendetta, mm. for the legendary NHL All Star Weekend party. I'm Sa- on the list. Same deal. Never Mine is just the NHL saying, "Hey, would you like to come up or cover our sports?" Yeah. Same thing. So. Yeah, I gotta figure out with the boss. 
because it, so- it sounds like we'd have a time on the Saturday night. Like, what, where will we go? We go to some, like, where's the hopping bar in Edmonton or bars? Is there like a, is there like a 17 Stephen Ave kind of vibe in Edmonton where you can go down and there's like uh, a whole I think it's circle White bars. Avenue, right? In Edmonton? Yeah, White it's Avenue. White Ave, but the problem with White Ave is it's not downtown. It's like, it's like out of the downtown area. It's a good area. Okay, there's but where's Commonwealth a lot of compared to the downtown area? Oh, Commonwealth is like northeast, like not even close. Like they're, none of these things are close together. Okay. Like White Ave. So let me do the commercial hotel where I stayed on White Ave when I went and covered the Grey Cup. Directions to Commonwealth is... I like that you can hear the keyboard right now. Yeah. You're really looking uh-huh. stuff up right now. Uh-huh. That's about a 13 minute drive. It's not too bad. Oh, okay, that's not bad. <clears throat> it's not crazy. No. All right. It's not great. So, it's not crazy. Yeah. Okay. Downtown, there's a few spots that are like right around the ice district there. They've kind of made it a lot better. There's now a casino and there's bars and there's stuff like that, but it's still downtown Edmonton. So. You and I like to tickle the felt. Mm-hmm. So that's something we could do. Did I tell you I paid for my round when I was at St. Eugene over the weekend? Look at you. Yes, sir. Good for you. Turned a tight 80 into 240. Look at you on a heater. Walked out there laughing, giggling, wow. if you will. Did you put your finger up in the air? Uh, I put both fists like you up in Joe the Namath air. Joe Namath in Super Bowl three. I put both fists up in the air, and I turned around, and I flipped him the bird, and I said, I took all your money, and I left. I didn't actually do that. I just... I never understood. Really, I never understood how like together. Joe Namath is the guy who invented the number one thing. What do you like mean putting your finger up to be like number one? What do you mean he invented it? That sounds like ridiculous. he's the one who popularized that after winning Super Bowl three and walking off the field, putting his finger in the air, number one. I that feels like something that like you could also no. That's that's it. Yeah, well, like the that one, that, like the a, one thing that, that feels always like a made up, me. that feels like a made up fact to me. It's that not feels like something that someone in some park could have done in the no. '60s a million times. Okay, he, here's an example why that is totally plausible. Here's another example. I don't understand how it took hockey players to the 1950s to invent the slap shot. Like nobody, like nobody realized. Hey, what if I bring the stick up around my shoulder height and then slap at it? Like in the sense that if it's always there, but why didn't we use it? Yeah. How was how? Yeah, like it wasn't invented until the 1950s. Yeah, but that's like a slap shot. That's completely different than doing a number one with your finger. Yeah. It, oh, you think it? You think it would be that? It would be that easy. I don't in think, hindsight. I don't think you're giving like people in the early 1900s enough credit. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> And I never will. They could never. Joe have, they could have never figured that out. Joe Namath, Super Bowl three, the number one. He invented that. That was his thing. Like that's where it got popular. All right. That that feels like a made up fact to me. It's I'm going to totally stick not. with my my point. You here. know what? If there's one thing I know in this world, sometimes it's the sports. So you just got a text. George is 100 percent right. Of course he is. This that's, is ridiculous. No, and he also he also he also wore like a fur coat on the sideline, which was which you couldn't do today. Like you you definitely could not do that today. Like I don't even know how I would Google this. What do I do? Number one with your hand, one finger up. Yeah, who popularized the number one? I Googled that. It came up with twenty songs about hands. <laughs> number one hand symbol. Yeah. No, these are just these are these are things that I can buy. Chinese number guest gestures. Here we go. Okay, that's not. The index finger is extended. And this was used starting in what? They got to be a year here. Come on. Okay. You're ridiculous. Uh, this has come Joe up by. Namath. Yeah, no. Joe Namath popularized the number one thing. Like, we're number one. Ridiculous. That's a silly After winning statement. Super Bowl three. That is a goofy statement. I just. I don't understand why you don't believe that, because it's totally true. Well, popularize it? Like, it's the number one. When you win, you should do that. Yeah, but with your finger and yeah. doing it, we're number one. Yeah. 
Okay, we're spending way too much time. This feels ridiculous. This feels like it's just a sports thing. Uh, Keanu Reeves did it in the replacements. Yeah. Thanks, Wedley. I know. Shane I Falcon. watched the replacements. <laughs> it's maybe not the best movie ever. The kicker is probably the best character. GVP's not a fan of Keanu Reeves. Why? Yeah, oh, yeah, John, John Wick hates... stinks. Shane Falco, okay. great character. All right. <laughs> Shane Falco, okay. GVP's <laughs> like, like, forget that wildly entertaining John Wick. Give me some terrible football Shane yeah. Falco. <laughs> Shane Falco had an arm, just never got a chance. He got did. his break. Uh, yeah. He was, he was, wasn't he gambling? That's why he got thrown out of the NFL. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. The, the plot of uh, him the and Paul crew great quarterbacks. Yeah, the, the, the longest and then year. like Paul and then they go on strike and they come back. Then the real quarterback comes back and they're like, "We're going back to Falco." Yeah, because that would happen. Hey, Patrick Mahomes is back. Sorry, but we're sticking with this no name schlub we're who played with during Rourke. the strike. Is that does that mind blowing that that happened in the NFL? They had replacement players in the early eighties. Like that happened. It's crazy. Like I remember replacement referees. That was awful. Oh yeah, that was no good. The the catch that wasn't a catch on Monday Night Football between the Packers and Seahawks, and then all of a sudden the, the NFL is like, actually, okay, how much money did referees. you guys want? Sorry, yeah. what did you want? Yeah, that was really bad. Okay, there's a. It's not good when the referees is yeah. already becoming very difficult to do, and then you take away the professionals. Like we haven't really accomplished anything in the first twenty seven minutes of the show, but zero, literally. But we nothing. have accomplished this. We wrote something on the whiteboard. What did we even write? Go to Edmonton? Uh, no, no, Edmonton no. question mark. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, we also wrote like uh, clips Bizarro from Big Bizarro Show. Big Show for one year anniversary show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Shan, I need you to go through every interview we've ever done and find every clip of someone telling us great question. No problem, Matt. Thanks. That'd be great. We've only been going for a year, so that should take you like 10 minutes. You should be fine with that. Start, um, start with the John Heyman interview. Yeah, I've heard good things about that one. It's yeah, start with that one. Really informative. Hey, uh, Shan, I don't need your sass this early, okay? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm on dial it. Dial it back a little bit. I'm working on it. Shan, dial it back a little I'm, bit, all right? Seriously, I'm already halfway gone. Okay. Um, There's an incredible story involving Richard Jefferson I need to get to that might spawn into our text topic today to give away Equalizer 3 tickets. Robert McCall. The Equalizer. Um, he loves Southern Italy. And I feel like a specific fast food company was listening to our show. Really? Yeah. There's two things that are just incredible stories we need to get to. I'm really pumping this up. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes you're like, George, you, you oversold it. Well, it's I find funny. that you oversell it quite a few, quite often. But that's like, why okay. do you like, like I ex- I expect that sass from Shan, but not you. <laughs> I expect that from the intern. Yeah, but from I you, that from Shan, my partner. No, he's not an intern anymore. Oh yeah, he's an employee. Congratulations. Right. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, no worries. Got you. Yeah. Hey, get to work on those interviews. What I'm, are you doing? I'm I'm cooking now, immediately. Immediately. Right away. That's a great question, man. <laughs> see, he's yeah, doing see. work. <laughs> see? I got him working over here. Perfect. Yep. A lot of great questions. <laughs> Charles Davis had one. He said it on Monday. Yeah, I think we've had a few of them this week. Yeah, it's a great question. It's a great question. John Morosi does does it to be nice because we're idiots. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Well, that's You're a like, good is question. it, though, John? Yeah, well, is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, we got an Im- amazing Richard Jefferson story, and like I said, a fast food company has been listening to our show. Okay, I'm in. Um, and the Rose Report. How how like how beefy is the Rose Report? Today? Not too beefy. Minimum beef. Like okay, if the Rose Report was a sandwich, extra lean. How much meat is in the between the buns here? Uh, it's your standard. No extra. Nothing too crazy. Okay. Couple slices right. of cold cuts. Like a cheese. grocery store sandwich. Um, which grocery store? Because they're different. You know, there's only one I'm I'm partial to. What in, uh, in Alberta? I'm a save on foods guy till I die. I don't know. No, I'm a save on foods guy. 
till I die. It's my man Daryl Jones. Oh yeah, <laughs> Captain of the Savers, baby. <laughs> Daryl Mother Bleeping Jones. Yeah, don't you forget it. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> Damn right. Keep my name out of your mouth. Don't wear it out, bud. Hey, you got any intel on the latest Daryl's deals? Shut your mouth. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Shouldn't say that about other time. To but hey, Daryl, you listening? Hit us up, bro. I'm in. I love to star in one of your commercials. <laughs> It'd be the pinnacle of my broadcasting, <laughs> my mediocre broadcasting career. Being be one of the family members with, yeah. with the kid. It's like, who's Are this you weird right uncle? I'd like, yeah. play like the weird uncle to that family. <laughs> you don't really fit the age bracket I don't even look like anything. anybody either in that family. There's already two adults and two children, and you're also there. They're like, wait, that's a, this is too many people for a family. Yeah. This is strange. Yeah. Okay. The exchange student, something like that. Yeah. Um, thank you. Have to build you, a lot uh, of background into this commercial. Bill, so. This might be the worst morning show I've ever stumbled upon. Talk sports for a few minutes at least. Bill, like the 6 o'clock segment, if you're looking for hard-hitting sports at 6, this probably isn't the show for you, no, Bill. No, bro. Probably ain't. Sorry, Bill. But hey. Unless like something big happens to the Flames the night before and we get right into it. But other than that, it's like it's like freestyle at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's generally our favorite segment of the day. We're just riffing. We're just yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're just riffing. Okay, freestyle. So Bill, Bill, I have things to talk about with the sports, sporty sports, uh, especially if you have a fantasy football draft this weekend. It's kind of a little self-serving for Maddie and I because we both have drafts tonight, but also we want to help you, the listeners. So it's a, it's a double bonus. It's like it's like finding money in your jeans on your birthday. It's a double bonus. Oh yeah, big time. So we'll have Jeff Erickson on, senior writer, um, Rotowire, uh, Sirius XM Fantasy as well. Uh, we'll have him on the program. We also got Luke Gazdick, our man, coming up. And at the top of the uh, next hour, Mike Harrington from the Buffalo News wrote a very interesting piece that the Sabres are tired of other fans invading their arena. <laughs> They're tired of it. We've had enough. And there was a seminal moment this past season, which was the last straw. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We'll do all of that. We'll give away Equalizer 3 tickets. A fast food chain's been listening to our show. And Richard Jefferson, uh, when he did, is going to be the, our text topic today. It's all straight ahead, Bill. <laughs> Calgary. It's <laughs> 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 a big show. <laughs> Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Top of the hour, Mike Harrington, Buffalo News Sabres writer, covers the Major Leagues of Baseball as well. Wrote an interesting piece yesterday about how the Sabres really don't want their barn filled with visiting team fans as much anymore. They're tired of it. Talk to Mike Harrington about that. Luke Gazdick, our man, NHL on sports and analyst, host of the Mitzoff podcast. I want to ask Luke, like, what what was his routine on the eve of training camp? Training camp just around the corner. Like, what were the last minute preparations? Is he sitting in the steam? Was he sitting in the steam room? Drop off those last couple lbs. Do you have like a shooting in his, shooting the puck in his driveway? Like what? What was some of the last-minute preparations he did for training camp? Is there like a, especially in a guy who was like a fringe NHL player, like Luke Gazdick was, like had to re- had to work really hard to get to the show. Is there like a ceremonial last beer before I go into the gym? I imagine it's on a, a balcony <laughs> on a cottage, like as the sun is set and just him in the moon, very emotional type of moment. Saying goodbye to the party times of summer and hello to the iron and banging weights and all that jazz. You know? Uh, could be. Um, a fast food company has been listening to our show mm-hmm. and our what? text topic today. Ooh. It's all straight ahead, but first it's time for the Rose Report. It's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. We'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Mm. Welcome inside, gentlemen. Hope everyone's having just a lovely Thursday, Friday, just on the eve there. 
Lovely. Jays in action yesterday. Take it on the Nationals. Keith got extended. Bill Peters is back. We know in Canada's next two games, the Phoebus are going to be lots to get to. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Jays and Nationals closed out their three-game set yesterday. Chris Bassett was on the bump, spun a gem, had some run support as well. Started in the bottom of the first. Kirk charges it out to left field. Alou back, feeling for the wall, leaps into the air, and he can't make the catch. Schneider scores. Guerrero scores. Alejandro Kirk delivers. It's a two-run double, and the Blue Jays have the early lead. Continued into the fourth with a couple of runs and a couple more in the sixth. In the end, the Jays were able to manufacture seven runs, allowing them to take the series over the Nationals. Kirk was great at the plate, three for three with two runs, three RBI. Ernie Clement was two for three. Babe Schneider was one for two with a couple of walks. With Bichette and Chapman on the IL, guys certainly need to step up. And yesterday, that happened, George, especially at the plate. Well, okay, yeah, but why didn't they challenge the Schneider slide at second? Because I think he was, you mean when he hit that double? Yeah, and he was clearly safe. I thought he was out when I watched it. Yeah, and then you saw the replay, got his hand in. I don't know. I thought they were pretty safe. I thought they were right. I don't know. He was safe. Was he? Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Okay. In the end, they still won. It doesn't really matter. But I yeah. agree. I did. But have, again, it's just no. I did have Gabe. I did have Babe Schneider as uh, I needed him to get two total bases, and he would have really nailed that if I had, if he had been safe. So. Oh no! So now, now I broke your heart because you would have won a bet. No, I don't think I would have hit the other leg, but it's fine. Um, but stuff like that does matter because he's had issues. Right? Like, John Schneider's had issues challenging, not challenging here. Oh, It's yeah. becoming a thing. Like I said, I I thought they had the call right. I wasn't listening to it. I okay. was just kind of watching it from an arm's reach. So, I, okay. I as I saw the play happen, I thought, yeah, it's, that's the right call. He's out. Mm-hmm. He was there late. I, I thought that was the right call. Yep. I'll have okay. to go back and take another look. Um... Anything else there apart from the fact that one little thing went wrong and they scored seven runs? Well, uh, I really liked um, Chris Bassett talking post game. How that uh, this team is capable of having a deep run and doing some damage. Like they have the guys in the room if they keep going. Goes. So there's a lot of you know BS of guys saying as long as we get things going, we can be competitive. No, he truly believes that the Blue Jays can be a good team if they get things going. And you kind of got to believe him here. Two and a half games out, you get to the other scores in a second. But again, this is such a huge stretch for them coming up. They play the stinky Rockies, the terrible A's, and the brutal Royals coming up. Yeah, it's a bit of a long clip, but I have it here for you. Yeah, I think I think we've all been waiting for it. I really do. Um, I know I'm talking with other guys on other teams. I think even the league's kind of waiting for it to happen. Um, hopefully it does. Um, but, I mean... If we put it all together, I don't think they're a team better in the big leagues. I really don't. Um, it's just a See? matter of if we can put it together at the right time. I know I said at last interview, we have the guys to do it. Um, there's a lot of false hope in the league when it comes to like, all right, we can put it together at the right time, but you don't have the guys to put it together at the right time. We have the guys to put it together at the right time. It's just a matter of getting it done. I feel like uh, when our pitching was hot, our hitting was cold. When our hitting was hot, our pitching was cold. So it just, like I said, we have the, we have the guys to do it, and it's just – just don't panic. Just just have fun, and we'll 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 put it together at the right time. Eight innings of shutout ball. He allowed three hits and one walk. Struck out three to earn his thirteenth win of the season. He's now thirteen and seven. George. Yeah, and he's been uh, a great addition. That's why he's part of this best rotation in the American League. Rock solid yesterday. Got it done for the Blue Jays, and now just two and a half games back out of a playoff spot. And uh, every every game is now magnified. And I know John Schneider's like, yeah, you know, uh, win every series. And absolutely. But this team hasn't gotten red hot yet. And and we're about to flip the calendar to September. Like, there's a lot of talent on this team. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, this team's capable of ripping off a ton of wins. And maybe this stretch against the Rockies, A's, and Royals is that time where they can 
put together a few wins here and get right back into this wild card race because it is it is bananas right now with the Astros, Rangers, and Mariners all right there too. So the Jays do take two of three against Washington. They had a chance at the sweep as well. That middle game was certainly up for grabs. They're off today before a weekend series in Colorado against the Rockies. As we take a look at the standings around the Jays, did they make up any ground? We'll start with the Astros and the Red Sox. Astros ahead of the Jays. The Sox chasing, ideally, a Sox win here. But alas, the Astros scored early and often. Here's the 2-2. And he pokes this one to left field. Back on it is Ref Snyder. And it's high off the wall. Pena scores easily. Maldonado to third base. And Bregman bangs one high off of the green monster. And it's 7-0. The call on 790 in Houston. Alex Bregman scores Jeremy Pena on his 23rd double of the season. That made it 7-0 in the fourth inning. The Red Sox added some late uh, runs, but nothing too crazy. 7-4 the final score. The Astros keep pace ahead of the Jays. Will the Red Sox fall back just a bit? They're now four games back of the Jays and six and a half games back of a wild card spot. Houston now three and a half games up on the Blue Jays. And, George, the Astros have won five straight. Yeah, uh, Red Sox in tough. You think it's tough to be a Blue Jay fan right now, two and a half games out. Red Sox even tougher after uh, getting swept in a key series against the Astros. You're going to get to this Banana Rangers mess game, aren't you? I'm going to get to that one in a moment. But first, Mariners, they had fallen back into a three-way tie for the AL West Division lead with the Astros and the Rangers. They were facing the A's in Seattle. The A's scored three in the second. Mariners got them all back in the third to tie it up. A's took a one-run Lead in the seventh, but then in the bottom of the inning. Base is loaded. The pitch to JP. Swung on. Line drive. Left field base hit. Scoring from third base is Canzone. Big wave Caballero. The throw home. He slides. He is safe. The Mariners have taken the lead. JP Crawford coming through huge for the M's. He's been massive all season long, and he's given the Mariners the lead. J.P. Crawford scores a couple on a single, flips a 4-3 deficit into a 5-4 lead. Seattle would not give up another run. That's your final. Mariners and Astros remain tied for the top spot in the AL West, although the Mariners do hold the tiebreaker, having played a couple less games. So, 0-2 on the out-of-town scoreboard for the Jays. We'll check in with the Rangers and the Mets from Queens. New York has not been good for anything really this year, but could they give the Jays a hand. This one, wild. It ended up needing extra innings. And the bottom of the 10th, bases loaded after Francisco Alvarez took a walk. Here's the pitch. Hit him! It hits DJ Stewart! The winning run scores from third. McNeil scores. 6-5 Mets in 10. DJ Stewart gets the first. He is mobbed by his teammates. It is the DJ Stewart game in the most painful but fun way as possible. Yeah, he hit two monster home runs, drove in a career-high tie in four runs, made a great catch in the late innings, and then got hit by a pitch to win the game. Crazy how everything comes together just like that. Uh, lame as it gets, but a win is a guess. Win is a win, I guess. The Mets have nothing to play for, but that doesn't mean the Rangers remain just two and a half games up on the Jays as a new day dawns on this Thursday. Well, you got to watch that double play in the top of the 10th inning, which was incredible by the Mets to send the game uh, tied to the bottom half of the inning where ultimately the Mets won. The double play was just incredible. And that's the team I have my eye on. The Texas Rangers, I think, are the team that if I'm a Blue Jay fan, I ha- I'm watching the closest. Because I think that they've been fading here for a while now, and that's the team potentially that could get out of this race. Because, uh, well, not get out of the race, but maybe the Jays can overtake them. The Mariners are so red hot, and their pitching is so good. The Astros are the world champs. Got a lot better with Verlander now back into the fold in their rotation. Once they get a little healthier, the Astros are scary. The Rangers of the team might definitely have my eye on. Seattle, 8-2 and two in their last 10. Houston, 7-3 and three in their last 10. And they've won five in a row. Texas, 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. None of the teams in the race play today. Only four games, but we will carry three of them on the network. At 11 o'clock, Yankees and Tigers. That'll be on Sportsnet West. It'll be followed by the Marlins and Nationals just after 5 o'clock. At 7.40, the Giants will face the Padres. Then at 8.10, it's the Dodgers and it's the Braves. What a four-game series this could be between the top two teams in the National League. You can watch that one on Sportsnet 1. A few hockey notes to get to here. First in Toronto, Brad Levin has given Sheldon Keefe a vote of confidence. A two-year contract extension would have been entering the final year of his deal with the Leafs, but Brad Levin is convinced 
mm. that this is the man for the job. You know, this gets done because I, I really think we've got a good coach here. And, you know, his record in the regular season has proved it. What he's done in, in, in his young career here, you know, puts him with some real good company in terms of, of coaches past and present. He actually has a pretty good record since joining the the Maple Leafs uh, through parts of four seasons, 166, 71, and 30. He's already sixth in franchise wins. Impressive that, you know, he's the 31st coach in team history, so already sixth in wins. Yeah, yeah, for the other coaches, you yep. mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. Now, yeah. he still has to figure out how to win in the playoffs, but he has been able to maneuver through that tough Atlantic and finally got by Tampa this past postseason. Yeah, he's one in five uh, in the playoffs. In, in playoff series. series, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, I was thinking about this. It's something we can ask uh, Luke Gazdick coming up about. Yeah, uh, Tree Living's going there. There's going to be some changes. What's really changed? Yeah, I like some of the moves they've made, like Domi and Bertuzzi and getting Klingberg, who you're not really the biggest fan of on the blue line. I, I'm not a huge fan, no. But what's changed? Uh, there's still a massive question mark in net. The blue line's not good enough. And it seems like this, the core four is still intact. Like, what's changed in Toronto? And you just give the coach an extension. Uh, George, they have Martin Jones as their third-string goalie now. Like, I like I don't... Like eventually, it's going to work, I guess? Like, without a change? Is that is that the rationale behind all of this? I just think that they probably couldn't get a defenseman that they thought they actually liked for the price they wanted. Sure. And now they'll wait in season and try and pounce on a team that tanks early on. That's yeah, going to be has, my guess. But all of these moves, including extending Sheldon Keith, a lot of, and that doesn't matter extending coaches because much like the Flames, they're just paying Daryl Sutter to sit at home, which is fine, like because it doesn't count against your salary cap. But like all of these moves, like have a lot of Kyle Dubas vibes. Like, well, we're going to run it back again. And really no change for a team that continually falls flat on their face in the postseason. Mm -hmm. When their fan base is chanting, we want the Panthers, and the Panthers come in and beat your ass really quickly. <laughs> like, what's changed? God, that was so fun, wasn't it? But what's changed? I I, I think you're very correct. I don't know if anything has. Okay. Talk to Luke Gastic about that. I think that this is a team that's very similar and, frankly, is probably going to be out for very similar results at the end of the season unless they can get some defensemen or Ilya Samsonov can stay healthy for the whole season. That's it. Yep. That's it. That's all. The only chance. They're going to be a playoff team, but are they going to yep. get any far in the playoffs? Who knows? A little closer to home, Bill Peters is back coaching in the Western League. Yesterday, the Lethbridge Hurricanes announced the hiring of the former Flames head coach. Of course, he was let go about four years ago when the story about his treatment of Akeem Alou like 13 years ago came to life. He spoke to the media yesterday about how he will coach differently, particularly with players of color. Well, I would do more communication in advance, more education in advance. And, uh, you know, it's obviously been a, a changing experience, one that's going to allow me to have a platform, I hope, to, to make some positive changes in that in that relationship. Now he's also talked about uh, how he's still seeing a therapist. There was some teary-eyed moments of his press conference with the Hurricanes yesterday. Akeem Alou also posted something yesterday on his social media saying that another NHL head coach had reached out to try and broker an apology on, ha on behalf of Bill Peters, and Alou shared the message that he sent back to said unnamed NHL coach as read by RPR Patricia. I don't feel that I have anything to say to Bill at this point. It has been 13 years since the incident happened and 4 since it's become public. I am curious as to why he wants to apologize now. After the incident happened instead of apologizing he did everything in his power to blackball me in the game for over a decade. Now, um, it has much more to it as well. You can find it on his Twitter, Dreamer underscore Alou, or his ex or whatever it is. Listen, I don't know how I feel about this, George, because yeah. both sides still seems relatively murky. Not going to lie. Really doesn't feel like we've ever got every piece of information about this entire thing. Well, you, uh, again, me being from, from a distance, obviously uh, the Flames had no choice uh, with this whole Bill Peters situation. Like, does it still feel a little fresh to people in Calgary? Like, not that much time has passed here, and I think it is surprising this guy is getting a chance to coach younger men. Like, I I don't know, like, I wasn't there, I don't know. You experienced the whole Bill Peters thing. Like, mm -hmm. does it feel too soon to you? Does it feel 
this is awkward. It was rushed. Like I, and I, I don't know about sincerity. Like how how sincere it was yesterday. Like I, that's the biggest thing for me. Like four yeah, years is a, is a good amount of time, but have you done the work over the four years? Right well, and. That's hard Apparently, to say. According to the league, he has. And according right. to Akeem Alou, he hasn't. So right. that's where you're like, okay, will we ever find out everything here? Probably not, because it feels like yeah. these stories are never going to totally match up. Mm-hmm. But he's back. He's say, coaching in the WHL. I will say, I don't think we see him in the NHL again. I would lean no at this particular point, okay. but I am intrigued to see how things go in Leftbridge. I will okay. say that. A couple other things really quickly here. Uh, U.S. Open continues, but as we talked about, no Canadians are in action. Anything really uh, pique your interest at the tournament yesterday, Uh, George? Titi got knocked out again. He was the seventh seed, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Continues to be soft as butter in the hot sun. Um, My boyfriend had an easy win. Novak Djokovic thrashed his second-round opponent. Shocker. Um, And uh, there's a lot of complaints from the players that there's too much of the the wacky tobacco, the weed smell around the uh, Flushing Meadows grounds there. The <laughs> you didn't see that? No, but yes. You prude yeah. tennis players, get baked, yeah, boys. Yeah, the players Take are kind of complaining. There's too much weed smell around the around the grounds. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Yeah, I, I feel no sympathy for you. That's yeah. just mm, real shame. There you go. Uh, also, the ladies continue to play golf. The men's circuit is essentially done, but the LPGA Portland Classic at Columbia Edgewater Country Club in Portland kicks off today. And uh, we also found out when Canada's next two FIBA World Cup games are going to be. They are into the second part of the group stage. Their record carried over, so they are 3-0. and They will play Brazil tomorrow, 7 a.m. They will play Spain Sunday morning, 7 a.m., uh, and need to win at least one of these games to advance to the quarterfinals, I think. That's yeah, kind of my cause, understanding. Because they're in a group with Spain, Brazil, and Latvia. It's Group L now. Yeah. And so the top, the top two teams, because your record carries over. Spain is 3-0. and oh. Yeah. Brazil's 2-1, and one, mm. and Latvia's 2-1. and one. And Brazil has uh, the Brazilian Kevin Durant, Bruno Caboclo, who the Raptors drafted, who is two years away from being two years away. The, uh, he looked good yesterday, so he might be like, well, at this point, he's probably eight years away. <laughs> but watch out for Brutal Caboclo in Brazil for Canada tomorrow morning. Like, that's the big one, right? Like, if they beat Brazil, put Brazil in 2-2, yeah. and they are 4-0. Oh, they then... should. The way this team's playing? Yeah. Beyond during our show, too. That's fun. Love that. Even though I didn't even watch the ending yesterday. I don't know how I did that. I got home, and I was like, oh, my goodness. What happened? Yeah. All winning. right. Well, that's all I can do today. And good night, and good luck to you, sir. Uh, Great stuff. Rose Report brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Straight ahead, Mike Harrington from the Buffalo News wrote an interesting piece that the Sabres are tired of other fans invading their barn. We'll talk to him. And uh, Luke Gazdick, NHL on Sportsnet, Mitsoff Podcast. A fast food chain is ripped off an idea from this show. And Richard Jefferson. Oh, boy. We'll get to that story, too. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Van.